And that reading is from Luke chapter 13. If you want to find it now in your Bibles as he's making his way towards us. And it's verses 10 to 17. Luke 13, verses 10 to 17. And it's about Jesus who heals a crippled woman on the Sabbath day. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue leader said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and heal on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie your your ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, the daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for 18 long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. This is the word of the Lord. Now, when I read that, I thought I could put this to a rap. So I am. Here it goes. Same reading, but we're a wrap. A woman there had a serious illness for 18 years. She was bent all over and couldn't straighten up. Jesus touched her and said, stand up. Well, she said, straightened her back, praising God. Boss man from the worship place was angry and said, you don't heal on the Sabbath. That's what six days is for. Jesus answered, calm as you like. Would you not give your animal a drink on the Sabbath? How about a woman who's been ill at length, huh? Heads down, they slumped off, while the followers jumped for joy. (laughs) This is the word of the Lord. Any rumour that he's got anything to do with me is untrue. But thankfully, SJ is going to bring some sanity back into this. Well, I have to say, God didn't give me the memo about the rap that was going to precede this talk. So um, I must have missed that. Shall we pray? Lord, we pray that you open our hearts and our minds to what you have to say to us here this morning. May we hear your voice. Amen. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. We sang that at the start of today's service, and it's so true, isn't it? We are all so in need of that unfailing love and compassion that Jesus offers us. And today's reading demonstrates perfectly the compassion of Jesus for all people and his refusal to be bound by the rules. And of course, through that compassion and boldness, we have witnessed this amazing story of healing. 
Jesus is teaching in the synagogue on the Sabbath when he sees a woman there who is bent over, unable to straighten up. Luke, as the writer of this gospel and a physician, tells us that she is crippled by a spirit. Some translations say Satan. This is not something that there could be a physical cure for. And we learn that she has been this way for 18 years. Can you imagine that? 18 years staring at the ground, unable to look up, unable to straighten your body out. And when Jesus sees this woman, he calls her forward. He tells her, you are set free. And laying his hands on her, he heals her. And she can stand straight. It's maybe beyond our imagining the elation that there would have been in the synagogue at that site. I feel really blessed to be able to recall my recent experience at Naturally Supernatural and one morning meeting in particular where there was an incredible amount of physical healing. There aren't really sufficient words to describe the atmosphere, the abundant presence of the spirit, the joy in that room on that morning. There were many people who came forward after being prayed with to share the healing that had happened. And when I was preparing for this talk, I remembered one man who shared that he had been unable to stand up straight. And then after receiving prayer, he was able to stand up straight. A real modern day miracle, not dissimilar to that in today's reading. But there is, of course, another voice in today's reading, isn't there? And that's the voice of the synagogue leader. He is indignant. He objects to Jesus' healing on the Sabbath. Imagine how this woman would have felt. He doesn't confront Jesus directly. Instead, he makes a plea to the crowd. Come for healing on another day, on any of the six days for work, but not on the Sabbath. Jesus, of course, responds with his usual boldness. He dismisses the synagogue leader's comments. He is not going to let him say that he cannot heal this woman. Jesus refers to the woman as a daughter of Abraham. Now the expression son of Abraham was often used to indicate that a male Jew was recognized as bound by the covenant of God. But women had never been called daughters of Abraham. But with this title, Jesus recognizes this woman as having equal worth. And why shouldn't this daughter of Abraham be healed on the Sabbath? The synagogue leader may have been tried, trying to ensure that people adhered to the rules of the Torah and that the Sabbath was kept. But Jesus points out the hypocrisy. They would think nothing of untying an animal and leading it to water on the Sabbath but yet they have an issue with untying a daughter of Abraham from what has been binding her and leading her to healing. The reaction of the people is one of delight. The synagogue leader witnessed a miracle of healing before his eyes and his response was to say, no, hold on, any other day I might be applauding you, but you can't actually do that on the Sabbath. In trying to uphold the rules, he neglected to show compassion. Thinking back to the earlier healing story that I shared from Naturally Supernatural, a lot of these meetings went on far longer than planned. 
But thankfully, there was no one there who was such a stickler for the rules who stood up and said, hang on, this is, this is the lunch break time now. We have to stop. Thank you, God. No more. Everyone stop. It doesn't work like that, does it? I wonder, though, if there are times when we are guilty of behaving like the synagogue leader. Do we sometimes fail to see somebody with compassionate eyes because we are so concerned with following rules or processes or doing what society expects us to do? To be clear, I'm not advocating breaking the rules here. But I am suggesting that sometimes following them to the absolute letter means that we miss out on something important. Perhaps sometimes our own human agenda or process gets in the way of what God is wanting to do. This brings about a bigger question about who we are as a church. Do we want to be the kind of community that cares and welcomes? A place where people feel able to to be vulnerable. A place where people can find comfort, hope, healing, love, and compassion. I'm hoping for a few yeses here. (laughs) It's certainly the things that we identified for our church vision. We've got it written behind us, behind me even. Closer to God, closer to one another, closer to our community, alongside, through Christ. That's what we're all about here. I came across a quote on Facebook earlier this week by John Allen Turner, an American writer, theologian, and teacher. It said, it's hard to convince people that a God they can't see loves them when a church they can see doesn't seem to like them. That statement makes me feel sad, and that's because I can see the truth in it. To me, this quote illustrates the difference between what Jesus is doing in today's reading and what the synagogue leader is doing. Our God is pouring out compassion and man-made authority, rules, and hypocrisy are too often standing in the way. How many of us have heard people say negative things about the way the church behaves or about the way Christians behave? Sadly, I could make quite a long list here. Spend a few minutes on social media, you will come across Christians and preachers condemning unchurched people for their relationships, their preferences, their politics, their lifestyle. And many people have been let down by the church. Even this week, I had a conversation with someone who said, and that's what put me off church. Maybe sometimes we are hypocrites. Maybe sometimes we let human agenda get in the way and we're not open or as open as we could be to what God is doing. We are flawed and that's okay. But let's always try our hardest to act with Christ-like compassion. Colossians 3 verse 12 tells us, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We are called to be humble, loving people. Our God is one of compassion and love. He does not turn people away. As a church, we are about coming together and caring for one another. That's not just about turning up on a Sunday. 
smiling at the people around you, sharing the peace. That is about doing everything we can to share something of Jesus with everyone. And if each one of us really lives that out in our everyday lives, then we can help to bring about change. We can encourage other daughters of Abraham to come to Jesus. We can, from within these walls, help to transform the view of the church out there. Everyone can come to know Jesus. Everyone can know his love. Imagine the courage it would have taken for the woman in our reading today to walk forward as Jesus picks her out of the crowd and all eyes suddenly turn to her. It also took immense courage for the people who stood up to be prayed with at Naturally Supernatural to share something of their story with people around them. It's a difficult thing to show our vulnerability and the things that are burdening us. But it's something that comes from a disciple of Christ. We are called to be real. We are called to share our weaknesses. The Apostle Paul certainly showed his vulnerability, although it took him time to realize that it wasn't a bad thing. There's a big chunk of chapters 11 and 12 in 2 Corinthians where he talks about his weakness and suffering. He says in 2 Corinthians verse 9, Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. In admitting our vulnerability, we come closer to Christ and we see more of him. Like the woman in today's reading, we all have things at certain times in our lives that stop us from looking up, from standing tall. It may be something physical or it may not. I talked a few weeks ago about some of those things in my life and the healing that I have found in Christ. And one of the biggest things that I have learned is that it really is okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to need other people to support you. I remember last October, I sang at the St. Luke's Tide healing service at the cathedral. I was also really privileged to pray with people there. And after the service, I realized I had a sticker stuck to me. It was a label that said fragile. I think it was from the keyboard box or something like that, but it really made me smile. It was a reminder to acknowledge my own vulnerability. And it left me with a glow of joy that God is working in me and I am in relationship with him. So in those times when we feel we are weighed down, we need to take a step in faith. We need to show courage to open ourselves up to Jesus and to the healing that can come from that relationship. In sharing our vulnerability, in asking for support from others, in going for prayer, we are welcoming Jesus into that difficult place. It will be painful, it might be messy, but it can leave us standing tall. Psalm 121 says, my help comes from the Lord and he will not let my foot slip. God's got us in the difficult times, but we have to let him in. And if we are at a time when we're feeling close to God, strong in our faith, comfortable in our vulnerability, then we can step out 
and help others to step in. Everyone needs compassion, a love that's never failing. As disciples in Christ, children of God, let us walk in humility, in vulnerability, and in love alongside one another. Let's ensure that compassion comes first, and let us reach out to others to help them to step in. Amen.